2: Was that MJF's best promo yet? I can't really tell you. He's had so many great promos. I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Lugo and DAD. Welcome to the Wrestle Talk Podcast review episode of AEW Dynamite. If you haven't already, please press the thumbs up button. Give us a subscribe. Leave a comment down below with what you thought of the episode. Send in your Omega chats to wrestletalk.com forward slash support or read out every single one of them over five US dollars before the end of the show. And put a reminder in your phone. As soon as you've done watching this episode,
3: go and watch worst match ever. It's linked to in the video description mm. down below. You can go and watch the first episode of uh, Worst Match Ever, where uh, me Tempest and uh, me Tempest and Peach rather—I get you two confused so often. Um, you're both so <laughs> handsome. Um, watch and give our reactions to Goldberg versus oh. Undertaker from Super Showdown 2019, which was bad. I'm looking
2: at the leaderboard down there. We won't reveal it because it has the placement of the other
3: worst matches So we we've recorded four episodes thus far uh so yeah we're not going to reveal because we don't want to reveal what other matches no. are coming up in a quest to find <laughs> the best worst match ever that's right yeah yeah people picked up on the man versus food <laughs> vibes which i'm very pleased about <laughs> we were spent <coughs> ages being like i said this intro needs something like this and they were like what show is that mm. what show has this and i was driving home recently and i went <gasps> It's Man versus Food. Man versus Food. Yeah, after two weeks, I think, of us. <laughs> yeah. What show are we referencing? <laughs> right,
2: so a uh, really good episode of Dynamite. Let's get that out the way first so people don't accuse us of bias <laughs> or being unbiased. God, it's such a hot word right now in sure. wrestling trolling. Uh, it was a good episode overall. Re- really good, actually. I love the opener. I thought most of the angles were pretty decent to great. But the best thing on the show for me, for you, was this MJF promo. Started off with Brian Danielson in the ring. He is, and what I liked about this, is that he is cutting a promo narrative of his own. I think because he started saying,
3: uh, what is it, that Danielson, that Max hates him. Yeah, because Danielson started off the (laughs) the promo segment coming out being like, Max says that he hates me. Mm. He did this, and he says he hates me. Being like he's building up to no no, no. i hate him I, I thought he was building up to no
2: he doesn't hate me because if he really hated me he'd want to have a match with me he'd want to fight me he fears me oh. i thought that's what it was but we won't
3: know because quite realistically max just cuts him off yeah and max cuts this promo what i loved about this promo is this felt like a stream of conscious Promo, hmm. where he just like I've got a load of things in my head that I just want to say, and they do have an order and they sort of follow on from each other. He beautifully tied them all together, but it was just like and another thing, <laughs> oh and another thing, because I mean, have you seen the Fightful Select Report? Uh, MJF, it, was, it wasn't Fightful was like Sean just said it on Twitter because he, I think he had heard that this was the case, but it's not the sort of thing that Fire Force Like reports on. Right. So they didn't report it, but now that Max is using it as part mm, of the storyline, he was yeah. like, we had heard that this mm. is true.
2: Yeah, so unless that is also part of a big meta work, who knows who can separate uh, what's truth and fiction unbiased journalists these days. <laughs> the It was part Canon. It was kayfabe Canon that a couple of months ago MJF proposed to his girlfriend. They referenced that on air. I think Ricky Starks made fun of it in a, in a promo because he was then seen with a woman in the skybox. Yeah. And that was part of the heat building. So when he, when MJF started to tell a story about a woman who loved him, who he loved back, that he proposed to, that they were engaged and that he told her that he wanted to start a family with her and have kids with her. And then she left him. I was like, is this another person is it have you have you been engaged once in the past before because you only just got engaged yeah and then you hear the stuff from sean on twitter and you're like oh this is coming from a a a brutally real place and i bet now the phoenix crowd regret chanting (laughs) you deserve it
3: (laughs) oh hey it's max maybe he did deserve it (laughs) k Kayfabe, he Max. deserved Kayfabe because Kayfabe, he was
2: cheated <laughs> with all these other wrestlers. Uh, Phoenix crowd, great crowd all night, awesome. They wanted MJF in some of this, mm. and he expertly talked over them, like just like a pro, and then said, "This championship, this Triple B, is the only thing that's stopping me from having a fistful of
3: pills. Yeah,
2: from committing suicide is what he said.
3: It's the only thing." I trust in this world. And that's, you know, it's an inanimate object. It's not a of thing for you to be like, I trust you to tell my secrets to. But no, like in his worldview, literally the only thing that matters to him on this planet, it's not even, you know, the uh, the bidding war of 2024. Mm. It's not even the lure of going over to I WWE. I think they've
2: dropped that storyline
3: right now. Well, well, you know. it will come back. He'll come yeah, back. Yeah. But at this point in time, the only thing that matters to him is having this world title and it always it raised the question it was like oh actually what happens if Dennison does beat him yeah I don't want MJF to die this this was so
2: psychologically unhinged or psychotically unhinged that Tommaso Ciampa is looking at this and going I think you like the belt a bit too much
3: <laughs> I'd settle down if I were whoa, you well come oh, on there, bro whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Have you had a better help? <laughs> uh,
2: I thought it was Magnificent. The crowd shut up after that because oh, yeah. they were like, oh, this is venturing into this is too real, but not like in an uncomfortable, inappropriate way. Uh, and then this was the killer blow, because right now MJF is just building more and more and more on his character traits of, you know, eh, when I was at high school, I fell in with this group of people and they bullied me. They did anti-Semitic abuse to me. And I just, I, I wanted to be in with them. So I, I did that. So he has a very complex relationship with people who love him or he loves people and instantly he's like, they're going to turn on me, so I should turn on them first.
3: Yeah. So the promo <clears throat> we had last week about the, the crowd. Yes. is that like, I, I want people to love me, but I don't want them to love me at the same time because the second they love me, they're just going to turn their backs on me, so I, just, I don't want to hear anything from them. But at the same time, craves their—he wants to be known as the best in the world by this mm. crowd because that's what he hates about Danielson. You're not the best in the world; I am. So that CM Punk line from the pipe bomb—it's a wonderful, like I—I I don't know quite what the word is to describe mm. the psychological unbalance that he has. It's uh,
2: you when we talked about that segment last week, you you loved it. Because you were like, "Oh yeah, that really cemented it." For me, I, I said, "Well, I, that didn't do anything new. Yeah. I, I sort of know that part mm-hmm. of Max's character. But then here, his next line is like so so awfully tragic because he tied it in to his fiance leaving him, and how he looks at what Brian Danielson has with a beautiful wife and two children. Yet he's had all of these concussions and he still steps foot in a wrestling ring. So every time you watch Danielson wrestle, every time Danielson chooses to wrestle, he
3: is prioritizing wrestling and the spotlight over his family. Which is a perfect way to link into how this feud started, which was MJF making Danielson wrestle every week on TV.
1: Oh,
2: I didn't even think of that. Yeah. It's really good. Oh, yeah,
3: but it's it's Max's normal <laughs> template.
2: We said every, he finds a different angle on it every time. That's
3: why he's one wow. of the best at it. And it is wow, it was such a good, so good. And that really was like this a line that you. Yeah, because he just been like, you've got this family. I'll never have what you have. I'll never have that wife that loves me. I'll never have those kids that look up to me. But you have that and you take it for granted every single week.
2: And I don't, I mean, how did you feel about that? Because I, you know, we all were, we want Danielson back in the ring, and WWE are like, well, you know. Uh, the concussions, and at the time, we were like, "Put him back in there. Let him go. Release him.
3: Let him wrestle around the world." Because Danielson kept going to doctors that said mm. he's fine, he can wrestle, but it was the WWE doctor that kept saying no. Mm. So we were, as fans, we were like, "Do us WWE holding you back? He's absolutely fine." Then the second he took a bump, we all went, "Oh, I got oh, oh, What have oh. we done?
2: <laughs> oh dear." And of course, now we all like WWE. <laughs> We can now take their side. Danielson was the one at fault. Um it's it 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 it's a fascinating way to take a feud at uh, this late stage. Uh because we're two two weeks out from the pay-per-view, sure one more show, the go home show next week. And there is precedent for this in Max's storylines. Just before he had the punk match, boom. Then he drops what I took to answer the title of this video, I think is his greatest promo, which is when he talked about when he queued up to meet cm punk as a teenager that day that all his college jock mates bullied him and threw the the money at him because he was jewish like that's not a heel promo and it puts the baby face in a really weird position where punk came out at that time he did nothing wrong mm. to say i i'm so sorry i knew none of Is that. Is that true yeah and, and you're like, well, I don't, but who's the heel? <laughs> <laughs> and we got it here, but Danielson got around it because Max then really dastardly looked into the camera, addressed Brian's kids, and Brian was like, if you if you talk to my kids, I'm going to kick the S-word out of you, uncensored. And uh, the killer line, Max said, I'm going to send Dada home with a present
3: of early-onset CT." Didn't even get to finish. Yeah. Danielson suddenly delivered on his promise that he was going to kick the S out of him. I've seen some people say that uh, it made Danielson look weak because he said he was going to go out there and kick the S out of him, but then didn't until Max got in the ring.
1: Uh,
3: uh, yes, because then he
2: he stood there while Max continued to do it. That is a criticism. Uh, I was way too enraptured for that to matter.
3: To I, For me, it was more a case of I'm just going to let you dig your own grave. Like, mm. I've given you the warning, but if you carry on and you step into this ring, yeah. it's going to go down. Yeah. And he get, he really clobbered him, and the commentators
2: did a great job of putting over, like, the, the force of Danielson's running strike. Huge pull-apart brawl. The pat buck slightly detracted from by looking awesome. <laughs>
3: The guy's suits. He has got very nice suits. Like checkered, pinstripe shirt could braces. I could never pull off a suit like that. Yeah. I always wish I could. I have, I just have to wear plain suits when I go to weddings. I jazzed it up with you know funky mm. bow ties and whatnot. You got a bow tie. But I could never do uh, that's basically to make up for my lack of personality. <laughs> <laughs> but I could never pull off the snazzy suits.
2: But overall I th- I just thought this was phenomenal stuff. Uh with two two weeks out from the pay-per-view and everything I thought about this feud has been flipped on its head.
3: The thing I have really enjoyed about this feud, now that I can can take take a step back and kind of look at it as a whole, you look at how it started and the sort of journey it has taken. It started with MJF making Danielson wrestle every week on TV. And the story of that was, Danielson's the best wrestler in the world, and he is the guy that can go an hour and he's going to expose Max's not being a very good wrestler. Because Danielson's out, out there having amazing mm. matches with Rouge and Bandito and Basic like every week. Five star match, five star match, five star match, five star match. We haven't had those for a couple of weeks because now the story has shifted into tying that into Max's psychological damage he's had from his past, uh, you know, the stuff that's happened with him in his life and how he's tied that into his character and maybe what that character is. So now the two are coming to this convergence point. Mm. So it's stopped being the story of like, who is the best wrestler on the planet? and But what does this mean for Max if Max wins? What does this mean for Max if Max loses? What does this mean for Danielson if Danielson takes away the one thing that's keeping MJF sane, keeping MJF whole? So now like, it's become this completely different story to what it started as, but not as in like, a ah, oh, they changed tack halfway through it's just become this more complex story than originally just you will do the seven trials yeah. of MJF. It's like you've got, you've got the title element to this. You've got the two people who don't
2: like each other element. You've got the challenge element. Yeah. And now just week after week they've added layer after layer and yeah, it was, well, the crowd love you, I want to be loved and this week it is, I hate you for taking your position for granted. It's like, uh, it's it's a remarkable thing. How do you think the match itself is going to go? Sixty minute Iron Man. Yes, yeah, at match. the end of a
3: long pay per view. You see, one of the uh, graphics makes it look like it's uh, an eighty minute Iron Man match. <laughs> <laughs> it's like trust Tony Khan to just not have the restraint to do a, a straight up sixty minute one. Nope, do twenty minutes extra. I mean, I don't think they're stopping at sixty. You think it's going to go past the hour? Yeah, I could see them doing. Mm. Yeah, I hadn't thought about it before, but the second you mention it, like. Oh, actually, yeah. That seems like quite a possibility that they go hour 10, hour 15.
2: The conditioning. I've started watching a Netflix show called Physical 100. Have you seen this? I have not. Oh, my God. It's just a <laughs> Korean uh, reality competition show where they get 100 of the hottest bodies, but loads of different Hot- kinds. Hottest in what way? Uh, Like athletic. So you've got a gymnast. You've got a firefighter, you've got a bodybuilder, okay. you've got some Olympic wrestlers. It's like the it's like early days UFC. Yes. <laughs> you've got some MMA fighters there too. And they've all got to go through squid game like challenges to see who which body type
3: is the best body type. Oh, see, the only way I think this really works is if you do it on the Broken Skull Challenge, if you do it on Steve Austin's <laughs> reality challenge show that's the real test of man If you can I've sub- forgotten the point I was making if you can get through the skullbuster <laughs> that means you've got an elite athlete body Was that? that's like just an assault course at the end right yeah the skullbuster mm. was yeah ten gruelling obstacles to get through it's essentially a uh, total wipeout yeah but I'd like to see any of these Ninja people, warrior any of these people on your show get up heartbreak hill
2: you, you've got to watch it I think you'd like it but yeah the conditioning that's what I was trying to say the conditioning to do a 60 minute plus match
3: yeah and MJF's had like two matches this year. Yeah. he's had one match this year, hasn't he? he? had the Ricky Just Starks Just the yeah. yeah. Ricky Starks was in December.
2: Yeah, I like how I get. You know, if you gave me a survival series of MJF matches, I could probably do it. <laughs> I could probably get back to M Dog Twenty. at yeah. all in. <laughs> Forgot that one.
3: When we re-watched that, do you remember? We're like, he's fully formed. Yeah, it's exactly what Max is now. <laughs> But uh, I, yeah, I to answer the question of the, the video, mm. I agree with you, I think. I think the the one before the Punk match is my favourite. I know some people now look back on it with less fonder eyes because they did the turn the following week where he bloodied him up. And it was, it was like a, a rug pull of just like, ah, it was actually all a ruse. Oh, but I don't think it was a ruse. I don't think it was either. But I think that's how people inferred it to be like, oh, it was just heel shenanigans. Mm. Whereas really it was just... It's Max' self-destructive mode that he yeah. always will have, and also I just I loved Punk's reaction. Punk's reaction of it, which coming out with like the, the, is that true? Mm. Was just a, an all-time dynamite moment. You he see, he's a forgiving guy. <laughs> he's trying to defuse a situation right there. He's trying to mend fences. Well, I, I as a segment overall, I thought this was awesome, and yeah, yeah far and away, it was my favourite thing on this show. Um, Apart from the uh, battle royal, obviously. <laughs> Jared- We'll get to it. Hold
1: up.
2: let's do some
3: chats which i haven't opened because i'm an idiot uh well while you're doing that we're going to give a shout out to uh one of our moderators hector rodriguez who has just gifted five memberships we gifted five memberships at the end of the raw podcast that we did on tuesday
2: thank you so much
3: john what a
2: lovely member community oh because john John has said that (laughs) sorry
3: Thank you, Hector. What a wonderful human. What a great community we do have. And we got a brilliant moderating team as well. So thank you so, so much. Uh,
2: Nick Corvello. Hey, guys, hope things have been well. I'm starting to get a little confused by MJF. It seems like he has a new origin story for each new main event opponent he has. and I'm not sure what AW wants us to feel about him. His origin story is multiple (laughs) choice Joker.
3: It's like his own little multiverse saga it's a, it's a different variant of MJF mm. that comes in
2: i don't think they're inconsistent or mutually exclusive though i see these all as i've really I, more than any part in max's aw run the last two months have really fleshed out this tapestry of his character you yeah know, particularly all that what is he 25 so a lot of this high school abuse
3: college abuse is going to be fresh in his memory. Yeah, I for me, with Max, I, f- I feel like, as a wrestler, he has the next 10 years of his career mapped out, mm. or like the next 10 years of his character progression mapped out, and it's just, oh, and I could do this bit with this wrestler, or I could do this bit with this wrestler, and that's what ties into the next part of this character that I want to tap
2: into. Yeah, he's more of that Adam Page mould, isn't he? Who has one character that has setbacks and blah, 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 as opposed to Chris Jericho, who... <laughs> New gimmick, new gimmick, gimmick, new gimmick, new gimmick. I've got a new jacket now. <laughs> CG Thornton, member for six months. Got to give credit to MJF. If anyone were to say half of what he said, the backlash would be unreal. But if it comes from Max,
3: yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah, when he did all like the, the methany stuff with... Uh... Jesus, yeah.
2: <laughs> I think Christian's the only other person who
3: can get away with this stuff. Yeah, the Jungle Boy denied us of that this week. Mm.
2: Uh, we're really sorry the next person, Streamlabs has not recorded your name uh, This isn't the first time M. Jeff has used the topic of suicide to add weight to his promos And as someone who's lost three family members this way, it really gets to me It angers me that he would keep abusing the topic just to add weight to his
3: promos and reactions So a different
2: take on what we just said
3: Yeah, absolutely And like, I, I don't think he's doing it for heat mm. I think he's doing it because it's part of the character yeah because it when he
2: did it here it nullified all heat like the crowd then went as soon as he said fistful of pills or whatever it was the crowd went
3: it sucked the heat out the room in a but in an effective way that's it yeah it's not doing it to make people boo him Mm. and yeah i i don't think he's doing it to like uh to as as this user here says to abuse the topic Mm. i don't I, I, obviously, I don't know him personally. I've, I've only ever spoken to him on the phone once when I interviewed him just before AEW started. But I don't think he's the sort of person that would take that sort of thing lightly.
2: No, I think because um, you know you can go back and wrestle and see when the topic of suicide has been grossly mistreated. Yeah, like you know a lot of WWE stuff back in the day. This doesn't feel like oh they're making fun of suicide or they're they're. Uh, What's the word? Sort of just exploiting the idea of it for a storyline purpose. This seems like a character in a TV show who is referencing when they felt suicidal. Yeah. That to me isn't just merely bringing something up doesn't make it offensive. Yeah. Uh, Carl Jeffries, but it is an enormously sensitive subject, and I'm sorry. Uh, makes you feel that way Carl Jeffries MJF fight with potential ego death where Max is slowly breaking down the walls of what he is and what he views his self as he knows what he is and what he has to do and knows he does not want that but knows he has to he has to fuel his id or die to ego wow (laughs) it's quite incredible really to write it down like that Mm. Um, another Streamlabs username who hasn't uh, been recorded. If everyone just puts their name
3: in their chat. sort of waste characters, though, doesn't it? You've, yeah. only got, you've got a certain character limit. Um, Streamlabs have informed us. They are looking into this issue, so we're very, very sorry. But yeah, just let our moderators know uh, mm. and they can inform us in the document afterwards. Uh, MJF has the great
2: aspect of his character of the classic movie villain. He does and says mean and evil things, but all of it makes sense in his own mind and he can convince you of why he's right writing promos. Favourite kind of villain.
3: see Thanos was right.
2: <laughs> but this episode began with an awesome match. So good. So I've, I've had this thing over the last few weeks when the Dynamite entrance music ends and Excalibur says... It's the it's Wednesday, you know what that means I already start to hear Orange Cassidy's entrance <laughs> music Because he opens so many yeah. shows So when Orange Cassidy came out I was like, oh yeah, okay And it felt like I was Felt a bit disinterested after last week's episode So I was like, okay, here it goes So I, I came in cold I would say to this episode Wheeler Yuta and Orange Cassidy Had me on the edge of my seat within two minutes
3: Yeah, this was an awesome awesome match that really played up into their shared history Mm. wheelie to formerly being of the best friends and use not using but had cassidy and trent and chucky as mentors but has then jumped over to the blackpool combat club (coughs) and i feel like based off the finish we got of this match there is more of that yet to come as Mm. well which i'm I'm quite excited to go down the road with orange cassidy for me is a fascinating thing when i was going i was checking like the the online reaction to this show after i'd finished watching it and there was this very consistent thread of thought, which is that Cassidy at this point in time in AEW just keeps having low key bangers. Yeah, because you got guys on there like Danielson or, you know, a couple of weeks back when you had the Danielson match and you had the MJF match on the same show. It's like, oh, we had two like all time great Dynamite matches on the same show. You kind of then look over or you overlook Orange Cassidy and his level of consistency that he's had since winning this All-Atlantic Championship and before that. Mm. Whereas like every week he just steps in and is like, yeah, here's another banger out for you. Yeah, here's another one. And kind of in vain with his character, it's like no big deal. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's extraordinary. And it's helping the All-Atlantic Championship. Mm.
2: A title that I'm begrudgingly respecting. (laughs) (laughs) This was so good. Real clash of styles as well, because Cassidy kept in a lot of comedy stuff and yuta i don't do that anymore i'm serious now yuta is such a good wrestler yeah he's i great. think character wise he's got a, a you know there's something missing unfortunately but when he fires up in the ring those kickouts in the last few
3: moves so cool were
2: outstanding
3: yeah it's like cassidy i can't was it power driver or something so he hit the orange punch mm. and it was like that's the end of the match and Yuta kicked out at 2.99999. It was like a really late kick out. The crowd was like, whoa! And it really was like a genuinely felt, well, that's the end of the match. We've done our finishing sequence. That's the end. So he kicks out at 2.99999. And then Orange uh, hits the beach break, and he kicks out at two. Mm, Stronger. He's he's doing more (laughs) moves. It's actually making him stronger. And it was more fired up from that kick out on his knees. Knew that he had already lost. He had already been beaten begged for orange to put him down one last orange punch and that was the three it was hot dog it was great
2: match of the night yeah easily, easily. So. uh well he had to part, beg. Part the battle had to- <laughs> he had to <laughs> beg cassidy to put him down because daddy claudio <laughs> oh dear Uh-oh. he's gonna beat you up
3: if you do not get knocked out in this moment because claudio came down early on in the match very much to say to me to don't be doing comedy stuff. Yeah. yeah. You focus on your serious wrestling there, uh, Little Wheeler. And then you just walk to the back like the big proud dad that he was.
2: Big then, brother? Is he more of a big yeah, brother? I think he's more of a, big, more brother of a big brother. Because
3: <laughs> Willie Regal was the, the dad of the group. We can't say that anymore. He's been sent to hospital, I mm. believe. I think that's where he is. just, just <laughs> is now. It's just in the hospital. Training his son. <laughs> that's what they see NXT as. Yeah. It's just a hospital, um, a, a, a local medical facility. <laughs> and uh, at the end of this match, there looked like there was going to be this moment of respect. Cassidy stood up, Yuta stood up, and they, they felt like we were on the precipice of a moment of reconciliation. Utah maybe re- thinks I've made the wrong choice going with the BCC. Cassidy being like, well, maybe I was harsh on you for the actions that you had leaving. And out comes big bro Claudio, and he just stands there, and he literally just goes, come in, I'm pointing to the floor to be like, come in now. <laughs> come here, boy. And he was like, "Okay, yeah." And Yuta goes up to to go with his big brother and his Blackpool Combat Club mate. I genuinely am. It's the first time in a while where I've mm. had a Blackpool Combat Club angle. Where I'm like, "Oh, well, I'm I, curious to see." Claudio and Yuta's
2: involvement in the Mox Hangman stuff has yes, been has been very true. good. Has yeah, been yeah. very good. But I agree, this was like, "Oh, they're doing something." outside of your mocks, this, well, this also, is good.
3: Yeah, it also feels like it's a Blackpool Combat Club centric storyline, mm-hmm. whereas they were just there to be backup yeah. for mocks. But this is a storyline about the club.
2: I agree. And Big Bro Claudio is his new name. Thank you. Evil uh, Uno tells Hangman backstage not to get involved in his mocks match because if he was really Dark Order, he'd understand Stark order need to start standing up for themselves. Mm-hmm. wonder how that went. Ricky Starks came out and said he's moved, like he sort of did a reverse psychology thing. This is actually really fun. I
3: really like
2: yeah, this. Yeah, he was saying, I've got an open contract because Jericho won't agree to a rematch. That's fine. Um, but I've got an open contract. So whoever wants to come out, they get a match at Revolution. And Jericho comes out
3: and he's, well, well, it's not me. It's not going to be me. I'm not going to accept it. I, I don't need to accept it.
2: <laughs> and then who was it? The librarian? Peter Avalon That's came it. Out.
3: Peter Avalon. And Jericho just, Judas affects him right away. Walks down to the ring and he's yeah. just like, I am I don't need this match. And Ricky starts is like, Do you, know, you don't need this match yeah. because I know you can beat me. So you don't need this match. <laughs> Jericho's like, yeah, I mean, I'll sign that contract right now to prove that I don't need to have this match with you. He's like, yeah, I mean, and you wouldn't even need the JAS because you could do it on your own. I'll add an addendum to the contract to say that the JAS won't be at ringside. I'll do it right. But I haven't got a pen. He's like, damn it. But I do. (laughs) Jericho, master here, holds the pen up. The whole crowd go, oh, Oh.
2: click. (laughs) Signs it. And then Jericho gets right in his face and says, just let you know that Otcho never gets outsmarted, <laughs> and Ricky looks right down the camera. So funny! This is this is a great feud. If you did the the first match, then maybe had two weeks, and then this angle to make the match of the pay per
3: view. Yeah. But we've not had that. We've had an extra month of absolute crap filler. Share Delaware, one of the uh, Fightful moderators said is it with Jer- jericho feuds going three months longer than they need to. yeah like that is that perfectly sums up this feud and i also thought this angle might have worked better had ricky not won so if jericho had won mm-hmm. like ricky had the match won on a couple of occasions yeah. but the jas distract the referee or oh, hold yeah. the referee out of the ring or something along those lines so the. Ricky knew that he could win, but Jericho won. And he was like, I couldn't beat you. And so then if Jericho, the JAS beat them in the tag match as well, and Jericho can then do the Mm. of, I'm not going to give him a rematch. I don't know why he wants a rematch with me. He doesn't deserve a rematch. Sets him up in the gauntlet and JAS screw him in the gauntlet as well. And then Ricky does this reverse psychology. All of that completely works. The problem where the story has fallen down is because Ricky beat him. And then beat him again. Mm-hmm. And then Jericho was like, and he wants another match. So I'm like, I don't know why. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, that could be an easy way to fix it.
3: Also, Action Andrade.
2: He's on Rampage this week. Yeah, but he was meant to be a part of this story. Jericho was going to make him a star. He did. He put him over in that one well, match. That was, that was a great one night.
3: Yeah. And he's uh, on Rampage now. What yeah, more do you want? Uh,
2: for all 0.07. It's, it's not to 7pm. Uh so after that we had the that was a good segment. Though, Great segment. And it has got me back on board with
3: mm-hmm.
2: Ricky Starks which is very good. The acclaimed versus the firm was next which was big bill and Lee Moriarty. Uh this this was just a normal match but it was really good to see the acclaimed get a monster pop again. this yes. felt like they never lost the tag titles all of
3: Phoenix went crazy for them it reminded me of that uh royal rumble documentary that came out in like 2017 or so that recapped or maybe it's 2016 oh it was it was recap it came out in 2017 because it recapped the 2016 rumble and they had some stuff from the 2015 rumble as well, where roman gets booed tell a lie it's recapping the 2016 rumble and it has some stuff from the 2015 rumble right it was telling the story of the 2016 rumble and um they have this backstage moment when roman is getting booed out of the building you know when the rock's standing there pointing at him yeah. and the crowd are absolutely crapping all over it and it's michael p.s hayes is there being like it's one city man <laughs> we're a global company just because one city was a one city boozing don't mean every other city's gonna boo him and everyone else will be like michael every city boos him what it, are you talking about it's a traveling audience <laughs> <laughs> all the other cities have come to this city to boo him and I, I thought about that when I watched this because last week they had mm. a bit of a muted reaction and I was like, oh no, that tag yeah. loss really might have affected them. And it was like a, no, it was just one city. Just because one city booed him, don't we <laughs> know the other city's going to boo him?
2: You are going to become the man for impressions on this channel. as long as long With your take of stuff on worst match ever.
3: As long as they are just southern and gruff, I guess <laughs> I can do
2: it. Uh acclaimed well, uh, the guns came out, they attacked daddy ass, mm-hmm. Acclaimed chased them out, which provided a nice bit of like, oh, the firm might win off that distraction, but of course the Acclaimed win with a mic drop.
3: Good stuff. And I,
2: I also thought Big Bill looked pretty good in this.
3: Yeah, I liked the bit when he did the scissor thing and he came. <laughs> yeah, that was a bit too too much
2: of an insight into <laughs> Big Bill's cum face. <laughs> R- right away, Christian is coming out at the top of the ramp, I'm like, Jesus Christ, lad. Where's Where's everyone going to exit? And Tony Schiavone's there for the interview. Jungle Boy right away runs into him. Felt really chaotic and nicely set up. Jungle Boy goes to get some chairs, showed some character with the chairs, a bit more swagger that I would like to see more from Jungle Boy. Goes to hit the concerto, but he's like, can't pull the trigger. I'm a baby face. And that was enough time for Christian to low blow him and hit him with a chair and
3: Jungle Boy bladed. He did, and uh, the refs then came out and broke it up. Nice little bit of heat for their, presumably, their match of revolution that I don't think needs to be on the card.
2: Soraya then took on Sky Blue. Sky Blue didn't get an entrance, so oh. I found this quite predictable.
3: But that's <laughs> that's fine, because... So, sorry, when you were looking at this on paper, like, hey, I think Sky Blue's got a chance here. <laughs> With that 0-4 record of hers,
2: this could be the one. Well, yeah, this yeah, they're building to it. Uh, but this was actually, I thought, quite effective. Mm. I don't know if it was just because it wasn't in the usual quarter past the second hour slot. It was it was sort of going into the first hour. I think it stopped by the the first hour. But yeah, just a bit of Tony Storm interference. Soraya did not take like I think she took two flat back bumps and one of those was kind of rolling. So she does seem to be a bit ginger protecting herself in the ring.
3: But I thought her finisher looked awesome. Yeah, did she do the? Was they called it the the rampage? I think it used. Is to that be? what they called? Co- was it the page turner? Because she used to have like a couple of finishes, like submission finishes. Yeah, I can't remember if the rampage was the name of it mm. or like it was the page turner or something. But it looked very very good to to get the submission win. Yeah, uh, but then
2: Britt and Jamie Hader came chased them off, and they're running up the ramp, and there's Ruby Ruby Ruby
3: Soho at the top. Where are they going to go? They cut to break. <laughs> I, I thought ah, that's a really nice way to set up this three-way because you've got Ruby up the ramp, you've got Saraya on the ramp, and you've got the champ in the ring. Mm. Nice little bit of uh, visual storytelling there, and then later on that did get confirmed. Yeah, Jamie Hader said that, uh, which I'm looking forward to. Mm. I th- I thought this was a good this was a good installment for the women's division, which I do not say often. I liked it too. Mm. I will, however, I mean and as much as I very much enjoy the man's work, uh, I've got to call out Righteous Reg now because he has slightly ruined Sky Blue for me, he said with a name that's more obvious than calling yourself Green Grass. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but you are sky it's like if you're looking at a a paint colour chart. You you would
3: want sky blue? That's no, I'm, okay. I'm a royal blue. If I'm if I'm picking a colour of blue, a royal blue. I'm gonna pick royal blue. Mm-hmm. Uh Britt
2: Baker, when Jamie Hayter announced that it was gonna be a three-way, I was I watched her. I went back and I watched her again to see if there was any side eye. Because she's not in this match.
3: But Britt was totally fine with it. She's, yeah, her friend is the champion, and she's going to be defending that belt as mm. the fighting champ that she is. Stupid's about a reality show. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: then we got the Danielson MJF segment, which was excellent. Oh, then we got the hater announcement. Yeah. Could've just got straight into that. That's because I'm desperate to get to.
3: Take it away. <laughs> I hate it. I hate that laugh. The tag team battle royal here. Um, as a match, not much. Yeah, well, it was undercard. Yeah, there's not enough tag teams now in AEW. You'd be amazed. Uh, I, I do. I would not be angry if you did not know that Aussie Open were in this battle royal. I I knew going in there, in it, and I then about three minutes
2: in, one of the commentators went, "Oh yeah, the Aussie Open there." I was like, "Oh yeah, I forgot. Great." And then they were just dumped out unceremoniously. What a waste. Well, that's because they're doing the match on Rampage. They've got a match with
3: the Young Box. I mean, that's Yeah, really... maybe build them up a bit in this match then. Have them at least till the final three. I agree. Um, but, like, it, it's the other thing with Aussie Open is that they were announced for a New Japan show that's either the same day or the day after Revolution. So everyone was like, well, okay, well they're not winning the, the Battle mm. Royal then because they can't be at Revolution and the New Japan show. So they were never going to win this, perhaps, which is why they were just dumped in unceremoniously just don't put them in the battle Royal, then, yeah. maybe um and 2.0 hit on the outside there was some stuff with mark briscoe ran down to uh brawl with josh woods and Stark, uh, smart mark sterling which mm-hmm. led to the elimination of nissan Divari. i think the lucha bros felt like the most over in this like the crowd were really into lucha bros to the point when they had the hater promo backstage because all the tag teams were doing their entrances mm. during the hater promo they had to mute the crowd because they were doing the Zero Miero thing. And they were like, Yeah, we can't hear what Jamie is saying.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Rouge, I thought, yeah, Penta, Phoenix, Rouge, that was the, the hottest three in this. Um, but it was, I mean, I, I didn't think this was any good. Uh, you know, it was, it was until fine. Until
3: it came down to the final six <laughs> guys, it was, it was quite messy. Yeah. It went through two commercial breaks. The commercial breaks themselves were just waiting for the TV cameras to come back so we can then start eliminating some people. I also think the the teams in it, were you know, it was
2: predictable, and I just don't like this annual thing they do of Battle Royal, Battle Royal, both crowns to be reveled. I, I think it's just so late. And it, I, it surprises yeah. me that they do not do something different every year. But you're right. When it came down to Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, and Trent Perretta, or Trent, that was really fun. Actually, they
3: lasted for quite a while. I actually liked it when it was the sixth. So you had Team TNA and The Butcher mm. with Dante, Trent, and Phoenix in there. It was like the three blucky baby faces while the dastardly heels beat them down. Like Jeff was even using a chair on the outside because, oh, that Jeff Jarrett, what a heel. Uh, and this is where they just on coverage like, on, Just like, by the way, it's the Bucks versus Aussie open on the yeah, uh, rampage. Yeah. Please tune in. Uh, Butcher eliminated Dante, Phoenix then eliminated Butcher, and Team TNA eliminated Phoenix. So we were down two. Team TNA versus Trent,
2: and that's the real match, yeah. which was, I think, ninety percent either struts or Satnam Singh holding people. So
3: so awesome because every <laughs> it was time, good. because Trent was constantly eliminating Team TNA, but Satnam Singh would be like, nope. I was like catching them holding on to them pushing them back Did into them the both ring. at one point absolutely because he's one in a billion and he's super duper strong and Trent just could not overcome these odds Orange Cassidy helped him at one point Danhausen chased Sanjay Dutt to the back Yeah, he managed to Sanjay Dutt then tried to help Jay and in- inadvertently got Jay Lethal eliminated. So it came down to Trent and it came down to Jeff. Jeff eliminates Trent, but Trent skins the cat and he gets back in. But oh no, more interference from Satnam Singh. There's the stroke. Over Trent goes. <laughs>
0: winner,
3: winner. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett is the winner. I was beyond thrilled. This got no reaction in the office today. Tempest was
0: furious
3: that team tna won really i think who else was gonna win i have no idea what he thought was going to happen but he was like what are they thinking why are they Uh, constantly like pushing this team like who's in his ear i said jeff's in his ear (laughs) it's like who do you think's in in the back office
2: That's so funny. And
3: Tim said, do you know what? I'm starting to think maybe Tony Khan should hand the book to someone else. I was like, Tim, has, it's Jeff. <laughs> and it's already better. And it's already better. That's why Tony made a huge announcement. That's a Jeff Jarrett play. <laughs> yeah. It was fun. I
2: read on uh, someone commented on Reddit, uh, in on the joke, Midcard Jarrett is making up for his whole legacy. <laughs> really that he's, He knows what he's doing. And it's kind of just disarms. He's so charming, even as a heel. yeah that it just disarms any sort of genuine criticism you can feel towards the man.
3: That's what I think it comes down to now is that Jeff's in on the joke. Mm. But there are still people who are still angry yep. at that like 2000 2006 up until probably 2021 Jeff Jarrett.
2: Although the joke will be on us when he does beat Max for the title.
3: Well, hey dude when it happened. <laughs> oh you not know I think you do know Max Caster. Nope. MJF. Yeah, like maybe
2: because that's how this usually ends <laughs> he gets in because oh it's harmless jeff yeah
3: you know it's like the, the vader will osprey thing yeah <laughs> but no I, I thought this was a lot of fun a perfect team to put in there because mm. they are a tag team that get legit heel heat you know you ask about like oh who else could it have been i suppose the lucha bros because they're over as baby faces so maybe um la faction dosling dos, Lin- dos yeah. bananas but I don't think they're particularly over enough either. So Lucha Bros is probably your only other option. And you've got another Battle Royal stew next week. But really, like Team TNA, I've legit heel heat with crowds.
2: And they kind of were in the mix at the start of the year. Yeah. And actually provided a really fun little feud and match by the end with the acclaimed so there's precedent there as well. Yeah. I mean, next week, we've got the casino
3: version of this, which I thought was this week. No, they did say this week they was did. the Battle Royal. Next week's the casino one.
2: I mean, FTR, the final entrant, right?
3: Well, that was Best Friends.
2: Because so, because they're in...
3: You're, I mean, you're I telling a story them. with Best that. Friends. That they were the... Second chance Battle Royal thing. Yeah. And they didn't announce who's in it either. So mm. FTR, I think, would be probably the most preferred option.
2: There are any other big tag teams out there that you could just chuck in? Motor Machine big guns, guns, always. Uh, some New Japan, a New Japan not tag,
3: soon. not book for the other show. Mm.
2: Uh, we then got a House of Black promo back, uh, sort of pre-tapes. They want to purify AEW, and they called out the Elite for the trios titles. Uh, they'll have a promo on Rampage. I haven't seen the spoilers, mm. so but I that was like. Mm. I will watch that. Yeah. Which is what Rampage needs to do more of. <laughs> Tony then had a huge announcement.
3: Probably the most hyped thing going into this episode. It was going to be our leading topic mm. uh, for this show because it is the one thing. When I looked at the uh, the YouTube trends, this was the, this was the one. Really? Yeah, well, this was what everyone was talking about. Like, there was all speculation. We had so much speculation in the office yesterday about what it might mean. What did what did everyone say? We thought in the office it was either going to be Forbidden Door two or UK shows. Yeah,
2: UK shows because they've just said UK. They haven't said an actual place.
3: Yeah, or a date. Or a date. You know, maybe they were going to announce like Double or Nothing is going to be in the UK, like something along those lines. I thought Fight Forever might get a an announcement. Yeah, that's that's another thing. Um,
2: but or, or I mean, there was a part there was a part of me that said CM Punk is
3: coming back. I when I woke up this morning, I had like. About, you know the Sami Zayn. Mm-hmm. It's not, pro- it's not probable, but but what if? Yeah, yeah. He'll be at the He'll revo- be at Revolution. So I, yeah, there was a lot of so much hype around this that it was unless it was going to be like one of those things. I even think if it was announcing UK shows, people would have seen it as a dud. I think if it had been a video game announcement, people would have seen it as a dud. I think official. I think so many people are waiting for that game. I think that would have been okay here's the actual release date yeah perhaps maybe but i think that it's you set yourself up for failure Mm. when you make this huge announcement the announcement was and really tk didn't even make it he was there for he he smiled the camera and said actually this guy can do it and adam cole walks in instead because adam cole is going to be the star of a new reality tv show that'll be airing after dynamite (laughs) to take that power slap Mm. called aew all access Now, Not Collison. Not Collison. Now, this is good for two reasons. I think this is actually great for AEW for two reasons. Number one, reality TV shows get much more mainstream coverage than wrestling does. For example, this was covered in Variety. Mm. So this is a very, very big deal for AEW. It's actually a massive deal. Particularly when it comes to point two, Warner Brothers wanted this. And in renegotiation year, in contract renegotiation year, Warner Brothers Discovery asking you to make more content... Seems like it would be a very good sign Mm. for the relationship between AEW and Warner Brothers Discovery on getting Dynamite renewed for another five years. So on that front, this is important announcement. This is an important announcement for AEW. But not really for us as fans Mm. because previously when we talked about uh, mercedes Monet as the uh, uh, mystery partner, always actually maybe it's the fans getting themselves worked up they didn't say, they never really teased it was going to be said, that's us working ourselves into a shoot thinking it's going to be. This one you can't blame on the fans because you said this is a huge announcement. And while, yes, it is on paper, the reality of it is not many people are going to be caring. Because mm. if your Dynamite viewership is going to be like 800,000, say baseline 800,000, this reality TV show is 250, 300 maybe. It's a small percentage that actually are actually going to really care about this.
2: I agree. It was a underwhelming announcement, to say the least. Yeah. One that would have been better done either with no hype going in, just here's the announcement for it, or done in a different way. Yes. Uh, so like via a press release or a video on twitter because
3: you still would have got the coverage on variety Mm. and things like that because it is warner brothers you know commissioning a new show in this and the other and it still would have had like we certainly would have been talking in the office being like that's a really big deal for aew
2: well here's here's my other thing because i actually disagree with your first point which Mm. is this is a you know great idea reality shows more accepted by mainstream audiences good sign for the relationship i don't see this as anything new they already had roads to the top mm. at the start of last year yeah it just feels like a continuation of that but now it's going to be adam cole and Britt baker who are the only people that adam cole sort of spoke about or name dropped i think
3: in the press release there's <coughs> a list of other because the young bucks are a part of it as yeah well. so there's quite a few cast members in it. eddie kingston's a cast member on it. well so are they which actually would make me watch
2: yeah uh, we'll have to see how it is mm. presented because as much as i i didn't really watch many of the roads to the top but i love the roads two and the, the almost more sports like wwe 24 style documentaries that aw have made i like that but i i don't think that's going to be a game changer for them if this is a, a structured reality show more in an updated vein of Total Divas, then that is a great idea. Like a structured reality show. I don't think that's what it is. I don't think AEW would make that kind of show. I will be happily yeah. surprised if it is though, because I think, I think I'd think i watch it. Back in the day, Total Divas was some of the most compelling programming WWE was putting on. If AEW put their spin on it, I think that could really help them break through to a more mainstream audience. And the other thing for Total Divas is that it did bring in a more female fan base to the main product. And that's what AEW could really do with sometimes.
3: I always use an example. I, used, I worked in an office many, many moons ago. And me and my friend went to a wrestling show. And our colleague there has, did not watch any wrestling whatsoever, but asked for us to buy her a Brie Bella t-shirt mm. because she watched Total Divas. Oh, yeah. And and I think Total Bellas might have been on that point as well. And she thought that she was hilarious and awesome, and so she was like, I, "That's the only thing I want you to bring back as a as a Brie Bella t because <laughs> I want to have Brie Bella merchandise." That's what you get when you have a structured reality TV shows like that. You mm. do bring in a new audience that then might transfer across into watching uh, the regular show as well.
2: Uh, other thing, Adam Cole said at the end of it, which is really the better announcement here. That's something I actually care about, really. Is that he'll have his first in ring match the night of that first episode. When's that going to happen? Well, it's going to happen, Luke,
3: in March. Yeah, when well, uh, I, <laughs> I put my tinfoil hat on. I don't know for, if he's cleared. Uh, put my tinfoil hat on for a moment. Well, they, do, they know when the show is going to air, presumably. It's in March. Like, it can't be. It surely it's, must have four a four or five weeks there. Yeah, surely they must know our date for this. Well, why not say it then? Because it's not in the press release either. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. They're waiting until he's cleared before they. Actually I, I mean, I, the show. Yeah, I, that is, I, But that's not how TV schedules work. Like, they, the, the network will be like, "No, this show starts on this date." You think so? Yeah. But anyway, if why I, wouldn't you announce it? Then? If I may, pop my tinfoil hat on for a moment. Uh, this was when Adam Cole was supposed to return, not eight weeks ago when oh. we were doing it to deflate the uh, the disappointment the Mercedes that Mercedes Monday is not on the show. Yeah, and there was like. Well, never mind that, here's an Adam Cole. Mm. I think this was probably... If I was to have yeah. my tinfoil hat on, this is when he was supposed to make his announcement. I'm back. Because in that promo, he said he was going to be back at Revolution, more mm. or less. And the video package that he had, I'm going to have match a match at Revolution. And that's absolutely not happened whatsoever. I suppose for the sake of the other side, I, th- I
2: probably think that's what happened. But just to you know, speculate another way, maybe everything did look okay and there's been some other complication be, yeah. so they were like oh let's just not uh properly do that uh tn the team tna are celebrating backstage the guns come in and have a sort of strangers on a train style proposition you take care of our enemies we'll take care of yours it could just be us
3: two at the or us four rather at the pay-per-view jeff jarrett wanted none of this because jeff jarrett could beat the ball on his own anyway. <laughs> he's got the book at the at this point whereas uh, <laughs> lethal and does thought it actually might hmm. be a good idea
2: uh, Excalibur then ran through all the matches and I was just oh, there's too many matches
3: <laughs> already and there's still remember. more to be added yeah because they on this there's not House of Black versus uh the elite Christian Cage versus um Jungle Boy mm. Eddie Kingston's uh, customary kickoff match <laughs> against some Japanese wrestler <laughs> that he really respects
2: Yeah. And the main event was John Moxley versus Evil Uno. An interesting match for main event. But one I thought really paid off and was effective by the end. Evil Uno was scrappy, went for it, had loads of heart. And Moxley was just like, I'm going to kill you. (laughs) And he did. He stomped Evil Uno's face onto the steel steps. Evil Uno comes up. God, I hope it was a blood capsule. Oh, have you seen the
3: picture? No. So he posted a picture. off see if I can find it, actually. Because he posted a picture to his Twitter machine. Um,
2: so you, it's really effective because you've got Eva Luno's mask, and you can just see all of a sudden the eye gaps are full of blood. They're yeah. just totally red. Don't show it because we'll get demonetized. No. You see there, it looks like
3: there's actually like a cut.
0: Jesus.
2: Oh, I I don't know. I'm I'm choosing to believe that this is fake blood because why wouldn't you do a fake version of this? You have a mask. Because it's real. <laughs> oh, but it doesn't matter. So he he's got all the blood on you. Like oh, that's that's a very arresting image. And then Moxley beats him by putting on the bulldog choke, yanking back as he is wont to do, and in that it's like spurts of blood come out like it's a, like an artery's been open. Like I'm watching Kill Bill. I was like, well, that looks just awfully awesome. Please be a blood capsule or some kind of effect.
3: I think it was probably, if he was cut, it was a hard way cut and oh. as opposed to a worked cut. And looking at that picture, that was what I got the impression of. That's a work cut. Sorry, a shoot cut, rather. He just he got open hard way and
2: but when he was yanking back it was
3: yeah it was actually spraying i I can't tell you man but it was (sighs) it it gave a lot of credence to evil uno though like i don't know it makes me a bit to be honest that
2: makes me a bit uncomfortable
3: because it's not consensual violence well it was obviously
2: consensual but i just i i just don't get why you can't stage these things when when you've got an apparatus to make it look like it is staged
3: but uh, either way I, apparently there was a thing on uh, Squared Circle Reddit that said that afterwards like after the show went off the air it was a huge standing ovation for Evil Uno I uh, bet like, yeah. and yeah. They, everyone said he felt like one of the most over people on the show after this match mm. kind of, it's just one city so it's not going to carry <laughs> yeah. over into the next one but uh, I thought this was a brilliant showing for Uno mm. like he did his big flipping senton off the top rope to the floor onto Moxley this was Moxley chasing his 100th career win in AEW as well so he was really looking for something like, you know thinking back to it, probably gonna save that for the hangman match because mm-hmm. you might have added a little bit extra salt, oh, yeah, and, yeah. salt and pepper to that one. Um but holy heckins, like Moxie beat the absolute piss out of him mm. at the end of this I and mean, that bulldog choke.
2: Yeah, and then afterwards Dark Order came down for the save, Blackpool Combat Club came down, Hangman Page came down, football and you know, that story with him and the Dark Order isn't really connecting with me. Uh, but John Moxley somehow managed to bust his own face open during this time. Well, because Paige hit him with barbed wire. Yeah. Yeah. But the, was there any need for that? I thought was Moxley it? was going to get out of this episode okay.
3: When I, cause I, I missed, you know, coming up with the blood. Um, I, I'll be honest with you. After the, the huge announcement, I was slightly deflated. I, uh-huh. I, had, a, I had some wind taken out of my sails. Yeah. Because my instant reaction was, oh, that's going to be a real bummer to talk about in the mm. in the review because this is where people this is why a lot of people make fun of this company right yeah so that kind of took the wind out my sale. so it took me a little while to kind of get back into this match, which might be why the blood was like oh brilliant Yay! this got me back in um but i missed like the the blood thing happen. so when mox just had blood down his arm i was like oh that's another thing that people make fun out of yeah. is that moxley's bleeding again and then i realized it was you know i was like oh maybe <laughs> maybe mox won't bleed on this show but nope never, never fail good old blood that never fails and Paige punched him uh, in the head with a barbed wire, mm. fist with barbed wire, and uh, yeah, Mox was cut open. And then he went to hit the buckshot, but Mox escaped. Very cool ending to the show. And a
2: really effective one to, to sell you on. There's going to be a Texas death yeah. match. Uh, overall, I gave this 80%.
3: Yeah, turn to form. I really, really enjoyed this episode of Dynamite. Mm. Outside of the huge announcement... Uh, i thought this was an awesome awesome episode i had a great time with it um, we'll be having our poll going up soon in the live chat so please do get involved over there
2: uh, let's say a big thank you to our wonderful pledge hammers on patreon before the final omega chat uh, chris hellfire brimstone Infinite Crisis, Chris Jenkins. All-Star, Chuck Turner. Cody, The Terminator, Moody. The Mayor of Painesville.
3: Dan, Dr. Hook, Nolan Evans. El Jefe, Elijah Fairman. Send Me to Heaven, Evan Reich. Half-Shell Hero, Kyle. The Geordie Bus Driver, Harry Wayman the Aztec warrior, Hector Rodriguez. And finally, for this Hall of Fame class on Thursday, the 23rd of February, 2023, the overstepper, James Nepper. You can be part of this Patreon bunch by heading over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. Yesterday, our review of No Way Out 2000 went up. Mm. It is nearly three and a half hours long because there's a lot to dive into on that show. The first hour of that show is basically us talking about all the ramifications of the show going through all the observer notes and everything because we're still in a WWF, WCW, ECW war so there's plenty of notes from big companies around there Um, and we had a grand old time talking about it as Mm. well.
2: Uh, Right, last call for Omega Chats. I'm just Marcus says that MJF promo made me feel uncomfortable because I did want Danielson back. But then I was worried when he first wrestled. I do love that the MJF character is slowly breaking down mentally and is just trying to hold on to whatever he can to stay sane. Uh, Jose Rivera Valentin says, hey, guys, amazing work as usual. So when I heard the MJF promo, it hit home. I gave all my love to a girl and she turned it down. So I knew that was real right off the bat because he showed that heartbreak I felt. Ironically enough, her name was Megan. Probably the same Megan Carl <laughs> Jeffries. For those who don't know, id and ego are terms for, from psychology to how a person views themselves internally and outwardly respectively. And ego death is a term for a mental state of realising you're not who you think you are, causing personal strife or growth. It's a cool name for a
3: metal band if anyone's looking for one. Or,
2: or... Zack Sabre Jr.'s next finisher. <laughs> um the chat says this is from john the mod that it was called the pto that
3: crosslock scorpion uh, the page
0: page tap tap out. out. which is quite rubbish hot tactic
3: uh bm whitehouse said i feel like aew is in a bit of a lose-lose situation with rampage if they put a big match on there like the young bucks versus aussie open people will say that should be on dynamite but if they put big matches on there they can't make it feel important i don't think it's so
2: much about matches now AEW's problem is not putting on enough good matches it's making it storyline relevant
3: yeah and And they they, need better storylines they have storylines going on there keith lee returns on mm. you know last week's rampage uh, attacking swerve strigland probably another match that's going to happen at revolution that'll go five minutes <laughs> and but so they do have like storyline things going on over there it's just that i think people have been conditioned to know in the same way that people got conditioned to know you don't need to watch smackdown SmackDown's not an important show so you may as well just continue watching raw and the ratings always reflected that. Mm. Everyone just stopped watching SmackDown. Over time, people just stopped watching it. Well, so until they went to Fox or I actually went to USA and they were like, no, actually, SmackDown is a big deal. It's because you've got the Rampage
2: storylines and you've got the Dynamite storylines. And the Dynamite storylines are your actual main title ones. So I was saying you need those storylines to go across both.
3: Yeah. I remember when Dark first started. Mm. They started doing that, airing them on YouTube. And they had the elite have a 10-man tag on there. I, I can't remember. I might have been against the Dark Order, actually. And people were saying, like, why are you putting yourselves on Dark? And Kenny Omega responded, was like, we have to put ourselves on there because we need to make people watch. We want people to be watching Dark. So in order to make people watch it, we're putting ourselves on there. That didn't last very long. <laughs> uh, Eddie Pat 14 said, if the ass boys really want to call themselves the guns, maybe they should try uh maybe they should try some bootios after all they can sure make after all they can they make sure you ain't booty oh because of ass boys uh yeah. side note i'm watching citizen kane in my film appreciation class you oh. fellas like cinema any thoughts on it it's a fantastic movie uh it's one of those
2: movies that everyone says is the greatest film of all time so much you think ah, it's probably not that good then you watch it and, and you, you realize like, it's not Ghostbusters, oh, uh, so it's not <laughs> you're like oh my god this is this is an incredible movie and that I I now understand that episode of The Simpsons
3: more. (laughs) That's why The first time I watched it, I was like,
1: oh,
3: oh, there's loads of references (laughs) to this on The Simpsons. Uh, What's the bear called? um, Oh, Bobo? Bobo the Bear? Bobo. Gorgie says, was there last night? It was my first wrestling show. So much fun. Happy to see MJF in person. The ovation Uno got after the show ended uh, warmed my heart. Also, the Aussie Open versus Young Bucks match is the exact match you'd expect it to be in the very best way. Awesome. That'll be a great match. William Rosman said, Was it just me or did House of Black promo include them saying to the effect of them letting people's voices be heard? Like some kind of voice of the voiceless. Or maybe I just need to adjust my tinfoil hat some.
2: No, pull it on tighter. Add more foil to it. That's the only way we'll receive his messages.
3: Uh, unfortunately we have an unknown user here Streamlabs has lost your name please do let the moderators know and we can have that amended uh, to say I want to know one simple thing about this Starks Jericho feud why does Starks care this should be about Jericho wanting a rematch to get his win back yes Yes, it should be. You're totally right. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, The Roller Costa here says Hey, guys. Sad to have missed going to the show, but happy to see Phoenix came out in full force. Mm. Hopefully, they'll come back for more. Luke finally broke down and hopped on the Jeff Jarrett train. Choo, choo. Love you guys. Keep it up. I salute you because you are driving (laughs) that. I really am. And we're all on it now. It doesn't even make choo choo noises. It just goes. (laughs) No, all the smoke is making everyone go.
2: And it doesn't, it doesn't like have wheels. It just goes it's, and struts. It's, <laughs> it's
3: the jankiest train you'll ever be on, but oh boy, I'll get you to a station. Uh, Justin Reed says, um, uh, hey mods, the last Omega chat was from me. MJF has the ah. great aspect of this movie character film. Thank you very much. That was Thanks, Justin. Justin Reed. Um, and also Tom Solisaro has gifted 10 memberships. Two, three, four, five, six. Seven, eight, nine, ten. Wow. Wow!
2: Thank you so much, Thomas.
3: Uh, we've actually passed a record of the amount of mm. members we've had on this channel. We've passed over 300 <laughs> members uh, recently. What do you get if you're a member? If you get a member, you get uh, one free chat a month. You get emotic... What is it? No, Customer emotes? A, emotes, yes. We used to have emoticons. Then the kids rebranded functions. them. Punctuation. The, yeah, and then the kids rebranded that to emojis. And now the kids of those kids rebranded them. Yeah. 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 I'm with it. I'm hip. Uh, so yes, please do join our Members community. You also get your name in a fun little color Ooh, as well. A little badge. Yeah. Uh,
2: and we've got, a uh, the, the, poll as well. Should, Should we find out the results?
3: I will, uh, close the poll now. Thank you all so much to those <laughs> who voted. I can reveal the results were 70% thumbs up, 26% thumbs in the middle, 2% thumbs down. Oh,
2: wow. Okay. Yeah. Very. Yeah. Good show overall. We'll just had one more chat come in. Uh, Their name also hasn't been recorded, so sorry. Hi guys, outside of the man who we all love so much, the man from the most magical place on earth, Long Island, New York, MJF. I think next week during the Tag Team Battle Royal, we should get Curry Man and Shark Boy. (gasps) That is all. PS, Brian is a troll, MJF for life.
3: I tell you what, if Curry Man and Shark Boy are in the Battle Royal next week, Jeff Jarrett is 100% booking this show. <laughs> Christopher Daniels is right there. Daniels is right there. I'm pretty sure Shark Boy's available.
2: Yeah. Uh, right, well, thank you very much, everybody, for joining us here today. Go and watch Worst Match Ever, the first episode that went up on Monday. The link's in the video description below. But for now, I've been Ollie Davis. It's been Luke Owen, D-A-D, Jam at Jeff.